Well, our song for this morning is Promised Land by Toby Mac. Few musicians have had the impact on my life that Toby Mac has had. Um, uh, I started following Toby when I was a 16-year-old kid, when I was learning to branch out in my own musical style away from my mom and dad of the Carpenters and, and John Denver, and I moved away from Barbara Streisand and Dolly Parton. I moved away from some of that and started embracing some of my own musical uh, ways of, of listening to music, and uh, Toby Mac was there for me. Uh, he and uh, Michael Tate and Kevin Max, who formed a group called DC Talk back in the day, and I just fell in love with them at an early age. To, uh, DC Talk, they called it quits around 2000, and uh, Toby struck out on his own singing rap music and Christian rock and, and hip hop and all kinds of music like that. And over his career, uh, he's become one of the most decorated musicians in all of uh, Christian uh, music in the Christian music industry. He has sold more than 10 million records uh, worldwide. So he's, he's very, uh, very popular uh, within the Christian music scene. And, and I could brag about Toby all day. I could spend much of my time this morning bragging about him. Uh, but from what I've seen about him, what I kind of know from observing, I don't know him personally, but, uh, but I believe Toby wouldn't want me to brag on him this morning. If he were here, my guess is he'd actually rebuke me. He'd probably tell me to sit down. Because even though I think he's great, and lots of other people think that he's uh, fantastic, he's won all kinds of awards, he puts on a great concert, Toby tends to direct all of the glory and everything that comes towards him and directs it upwards. Everything that comes towards him, he doesn't receive himself, but he directs it towards Jesus. It's like he reflects all of that to his King of Kings and his Lord of Lords. I enjoy his music, but what I appreciate most about Toby Mac is the character of the man. Well, I've never met him personally, as I said a moment ago, that by the reports that I've seen, by the media coverage that I've, that I've observed, Toby is a strong man of faith. He is an invested husband and father, and he's a talented musician. He does what he does, but all that he does is done to bring glory to God the Father in heaven. Now, in 2019, Toby and his wife received the worst news that a parent can ever hear. The firstborn son, their firstborn son, named Truett, was found dead of an accidental drug overdose. And as someone who's lost a son, I paid very close attention to the way Toby Mac handled this loss. I, I paid attention to what he was doing and how he walked through this tragedy. I watched him take time to grieve and process the pain of this incredible loss but I also watched him keep pointing to Jesus and call upon his faith to get him through. I watched him point to Jesus even in the midst of some of the most horrific news possible. As a father who had lost something so precious to him, Toby modeled for me what it is like to trust Jesus in everything, in everything, no matter what the circumstances, and know that God is always good. While his life was shaken, Toby remained true to Jesus. And he trusted God, even in the hard things. And he showed this through the lyrics and through his music and through his character and the way he talked in public. The, the music that Toby has produced over the last few years since his son's death have been different from what I grew up listening to. While his lyrics have always been profound and often, for me, they've been very deeply moving, 
I find there's a touch of sorrow and there's a touch of grief in his music now that relates, uh, that, that feels to me very real and it's something that I can relate to as a listener. As you listen to his song today, as you watch the video that we're going to play in a moment, see if you don't agree with me. Look at the lyrics and, and watch the video. There, there's a part towards the end of this song where Toby lifts his hands up and he yells out in praise. And, and I encourage you to pay attention to that. This part where he yells out in praise, it is a unique sound. It is like he's yelling out in pain or in anguish, and he's also raising his fists and yelling out in anger and frustration. In the video, he lifts his hands and he also pumps his, his fists. It's like he raises his hands in praise, but he pumps his fists in anger. And I feel the emotions of this song. Maybe you will too. So here now is Toby Mac singing for us Promised Land.
don't need to raise your hand, but who here has ever felt their world crash in around them? The solid ground that was once under your feet has shifted, and now it is feeling like you're no longer safe and secure. For some of us, what I'm describing happened years ago. It happened a long time ago, but the impact of that loss or that pain or that heartache or that experience, it's still alive in your life today. For others of you, right now, you're going through a tough time. When something hard comes into your life, how you deal with it sets you up for the future. In the video, Toby is walking through the life of a coal miner, a man who's lost his wife. He's lost his energy and his health. It's the ballad of a man who is feeling lonely, but who is trusting in God. Through it all, he goes to his Bible and he attends church. He's looking to these places for strength. And at the end of the song, we see him walking, 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 heading up the road towards the cross. No matter what the circumstances, God is seen as trustworthy and good. In the book of Genesis, there's a story about, uh, about Isaac, the son of Abraham. Abraham, as you may remember, he was the father of the Israelites. And God had promised Abraham that he would create an entire people, an entire nation out of his family. And that one day he would give this land, this promised land to uh, these people where they could live in peace and prosperity. Well, after many years in this Bible story, Abraham dies and the story picks up looking at his son Isaac. And in chapter 26 of Genesis, we read that there's a famine that has entered the land. A famine was a serious issue. You know, for us, we think it's really hard when we don't have toilet paper because of COVID. Or it's really hard because the supply chain issues are all broken up and we can't get the things that we rely on on a regular basis and we have to wait a week or two. But see, the thing is, a famine was a prolonged and extreme lack of food. A famine in that time was a prolonged, uh, extreme lack of food. People and families were wiped out because of a famine, wiped off the face of the planet. And so a famine appears in the land, and Isaac does something that under normal circumstances would have, we would think was unthinkable. He went to the king of his enemy for help. Now, you might think that's not such a big deal. If I was in the middle of a famine where I was potentially going to be wiped off the face of the planet, I might go to anybody. I don't care if it's the enemy. or it's, I would go to anybody I needed to in order to survive. Extreme times require extreme measures, we think. But here's the thing. In the Bible we read, the Bible says that when hardship came, Isaac, one of God's chosen people, immediately went to the enemy, to the enemy, rather than going to God. When hardship came, the Isaac eventually or immediately went to an enemy rather than looking to God. When something hard entered his life, Isaac chose the promise of someone who in the past had actually tried to kill him rather than look to God who had proven himself trustworthy time and time again. And here's what we read in Genesis chapter 26, verse 3. And so Isaac started to go to the king, but the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you to do. Live here as a foreigner. 
Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. Isaac turned to go, started to go to the enemy king, but the Lord appeared and said, don't do that. Live here in this land as a foreigner. I will be with you. I will bless you. I promise you that I will withhold or I will uphold the promise that I made to your father Abraham. God said to Isaac, in your hard moments, Isaac, trust me. In the hard moments, trust me. I will give you your promised land. I will take care of you. Don't look to others who will possibly hurt you. Don't jump at quick solutions that might get you in trouble down the road. Be patient and trust in me. I will give you your heart's desire. That is my promise to you. That is my promise to you. When hard circumstances enter your life, have you trusted God's promise to you? Do you trust God's promise that he is with you and that he will never leave you? Are you willing to wait on God to fulfill that promise? In the video we just watched and in the song that you just heard, Toby has seen many painful moments. He is barely hanging on, hanging on as he makes it through each day, but he does not give up. He doesn't give up. One of my favorite lines in this song is when he says, he says, I won't give up on this race, broken, but I still have faith that this old life is still part of a plan. And I can feel it in my soul. One day I'll stand before the throne with nothing left but hope in these two hands. Have you ever felt like giving up? Have you ever felt broken? What role does your faith play in that moment? Do you believe that this old life is part of a plan? Because the answers to these questions are going to impact how you live out into the future. Someday we will stand before the throne, and when you stand before God, when I stand before God, what we have to offer him is just hope in these two hands. That's all we have to offer. It's hope in these two hands. The promise of God is that he is good and that he can be trusted. That is his promise to us. You know, on the internet, there are a lot of kind of silly videos and and, and social media posts out there. There's a lot of funny ones out there. One that makes me laugh is one that actually is geared towards pastor humor. And so one that I follow is pastor humor. And, and a lot of social media posts like this, are it, it's people caught doing stupid things, and then someone puts a tagline under there about like our relationship with God. Like silly, silly things. Like for example, there's a video out there of a couple, and they're in a boat in a marina, and it's like they're trying to learn how to drive the boat for the very first time. And so they're in this little area where all these other boats are, and they're just like going in, like bumping into the boats because they're trying to find a way to go straight, but they can't get out. And they're like hitting people's boats, and people are trying to protect them and keep them from hitting their boats. And so they've got this video going, and there's a tagline underneath that says, this is what happens when I try to steer my own life instead of letting God. Right, another video that I saw recently is a guy using a pull-up bar. He's a young kid, maybe, and he's lifting up this pull-up bar in, in his room. He's got one of these attachable ones that go up, and he's pulling up, and he's got himself, and he's pulling himself up so that he's, like, horizontal, right? His head and his feet are in line, and he's pulling himself up, you know, as straight as he can, and then all of a sudden it lets go. 
and he goes boom and crashes down to the floor, you know, like, oh, you know, he's like that. And, and the tagline is, this is what happens when I trust myself rather than trusting God. Right, silly little things. These clips make me laugh. They make me laugh because they're so true. When I try to steer my own life or I try to trust in myself rather than inviting Jesus into my decisions, I fall down or I make a mess of things or I bang into other people. Life is always better and I'm so much more at peace when I trust that God is in charge. Life is going to throw hard things at you. But no matter what circumstance comes your way, God is good and God is trustworthy. Just as God promised Abraham and Isaac that he had a plan and a direction for them, that he had a promised land for them to go to, God has a promise for us as well. He has given each one of us breath. We are not here by accident. God is good and he is with you. He will not let your foot slip. He does not fall asleep on watch. He's not sleeping on the job. God is in each and every situation. And when you approach Jesus with hope and open hands, you will see that despite the pain, despite the pain, and with all the praise that is within your soul, that he will never fail you and that God will forever be your promised land. Amen. Let's pray. God, we pray today that you would teach us more about how you are always our promised land. That just as, as the video portrayed and the song shared with us this morning, that, that during the hard times, no matter what comes, the, the loss of family and friends, the loss of even our own lives and our own health, Lord, no matter what the circumstances, we are always able to approach you with hope in our two hands and to trust that you are ever before us. And so, God, we pray that as a church, you would instill in us the seeds of faith that could grow and grow and grow into maturity, and that we would become people after your own heart, people who trust you, people who love you, and people who serve you by sharing uh, our lives with other people. We pray all of this today in Jesus' name. Amen.